everybody. Welcome back for another week here at Baker Sheen, your podcast for all gay and geeky things. Coming from a Black geek perspective, I am Victor. And I'm Nick. And we have a very special guest today. Uh, you've seen his articles featured on thebody.com as well as Soul LGBT. He is the co-host of Krakoa Radio Podcast that explores X-Men from a Black queer perspective. One of the most informative and nicest, nicest guys on the internet. Please welcome Just Henry to the show. <laughs> Come on, um, the, the, probably the most nicest. Hey, you rumors, are. I, rumors. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get them started. Don't don't bring some no bad oh, news. No. I try. Right. I try to yeah. be <laughs> Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Thank you so much for joining Megashine today. Uh, it's I think it's been a long time coming because I know you do your podcast and I was like, well, why haven't we had him on the show? Yeah. You know, you know, things happen. You know, we're in a we're, we're in a global plan, we're in a global pandemic. You know, mm-hmm. we all have things going are on. We? Well, in New York, we're still in New York, we still are. <laughs> we know some people just you know act like. COVID left, came, left, like we're still, I, you know, what's crazy to me is everybody's not talking about it, yet we're about to reach like over a million people dead. And I'm like, yeah, like, we are. A million people are just gone. Granted, a lot of them could have been saved, mm-hmm. but like, like a million people, families are not, not going to see their loved ones anymore a lot of them because they didn't want to get the vaccine and now it's just i don't know it that it just doesn't seem like we should just kind of move on from this as if nothing happened as if we're not still dealing with the effects mentally and physically from this pandemic that's still ongoing yeah um it's 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 a lot of death <laughs> it's, it's a lot of death and i I find it really interesting how, you know, living in New York is one total different experience from me going home in Maryland. And it's just like, I think everybody, well, the thing is like, I think everybody's pandemic exhaustion is different, but being in New York and being living in the height of it um, and surviving it, because it was, you know, it was life or death and regardless people want to minimize that. Um, it's, it's It's been a lot. I'm just like, you know, just living in this dystopian future mm-hmm. <laughs> with my cat. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> right. With, uh, what's the name? Patrick? Patrick, yes. Mm-hmm. Who is asleep. <laughs> who, who, by the way, <laughs> really stressed me out this morning because he found a mouse in my room and killed it. And I don't know how a mouse got in here. I'm in New York, so... I don't know what's worse, a mouse or, or a roach. It wasn't a roach, thank God. But he killed mm-hmm. a mouse in my room, but I was too disturbed by it to remove it. And I went to go take a shower and I came back and, and the mouse was gone. And he, I don't know if he ate it or he hid the evidence. <laughs> I there's a, there's a there's a mouse body here somewhere. Where is the body? Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bro, like, we got beef. Like, I, and I came back, I was like, Patrick, baby, where'd you put the body? He looked at me like, real? I'm like, no, right. nigga, where is the body? Like, right. where is it? Because I, I would be like having 
great hop monkey butt sex and then the, and the mouse flies out of like somewhere right oh. Oh yeah shoe i think they always put them in shoes right they Oh my god, it is a bunch of shoes where the, oh my god, I swear after this show, if there's about <laughs> baby, what I tell you, we'll be through like that, just like trying to go out and like you know, stick your foot in. It's like, oh no, it's right. like, it's, you know, it's a gift, it's a gift, you know. I, I should have removed it when I had the chance. I was like, I was just, it was like, I was mortified. I was like, I'm not doing this right now. Mm-hmm. No, I think there's a little mouse, like somehow, like when it got really cold down here. There was a mouse that we could hear underneath the stove. And so my cats, uh, Mana and Bebo, they like stalked that damn stove and they couldn't get it. And the boyfriend was like, oh, it's just a little field mouse. Just let him live. I'm like, no, he is in the house. Either he's getting gassed or I'm letting uh, the cats get him. One of the what? One of the. As you should. He's not making it out of here at all. So, oh, no. and, I, and I live and I live on the fourth floor, which is also really weird about this. Mm, yeah, not him just taking up room, having a sublet. <laughs> right. And, Hello. And, <laughs> yeah, in North Hollywood, we have rats. Rats are up around this area, so um, I haven't seen anywhere in my new spot. Now, my old spot, we used to see them hanging out um, a lot because some of the. <laughs> Because we had a one of the apartments, when I bought an apartment and turned into a pizzeria, so we were so it, okay. Yeah, he this guy he moved down from New York. Um, he bought an apartment, bought another one, turned that into a pizzeria, a pizzeria, um, and then we had more rats come in after that. Um, but yeah, um, the the cats we had. You know, we have we, we had older ladies over there, so we had some cats. And the next thing you know, those rats were being just no, like a fight. You will see these cats fight with these rats, and I'm just like, this is this is like a Looney Tunes cartoon. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> but like you said, it's good. It's not a roach, because baby, I would have yeah. just blew the whole block up. Exactly. Absolutely not. <laughs> oh my god. I never thought of it like that. It might be, yeah, roaches. roaches I don't like, do bugs, especially roaches or anything that hops. Like, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. And like, we have the big roaches here, so. Not the king size. Um, yeah. We have big roaches here. Like, that's one thing about living in the city. Like, the animals, the, in, the, the rodents and things are bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No oh, man. <laughs> now that we're all grossed out, <laughs> what has everybody been up to these past few weeks or so? Well, I I had my birthday last week. I got older, and um, come on, another bring around the sun. Me and my boyfriend, we uh, we we took a week in Vegas. Well, most of the um, week. that's so nice. There we um. It was a nice little treat. Um, got to see Donny Osmond. Yes, of course. <laughs> Donny Osmond. This man is 66 years old and still out there moving as if it was nothing. This man is very, this man is amazing. I was in there like, this man is still out here doing it. I mean, he's one of the few white men who can still sing. Um, and yeah. so this is really interesting. Um, we we all saw 
Well, if you ever been to Vegas, they they, they love Cirque du Soleil. So there's certain shows here, like there's a Jackson mm-hmm. one, there's a one called Kai, I think. But we saw the Beatles when I didn't want to. I'll be honest. This was a he. My partner wanted me to see it because he loves it, and I was like, I didn't even want to see this. But he bought the tickets. I actually loved it. I was sitting there like, oh my god, this is really pretty. It's very pretty. Like when mm-hmm. Cirque du Soleil do a show, that stuff is pretty. Like I was like, oh okay. Right. So now I was like, we need a we need a Xanadu version. We need I, I was gonna say a women's abuse place, but we need like a <laughs> no, we don't. but we need like a bit like a like a whiz version. I was like, there's so many that we can do. Um, but you know, they have a Michael Jackson version, so you know they can have a whatever any type of version we can think of. They also have the Whitney Houston uh hologram show mm. uh, and I refuse I didn't even want to look at it they were really advertising it trying to get people to buy tickets for it. I mean nobody gonna go to this this is this is sacrilege anybody gonna go to this this is just blasphemous horrible no um, but it was a nice week to get away um, it was funny because on my birthday there was literally work issues the first thing I woke up to was an email about, oh, did this happen? Did that happen? I'm like, it is my birthday. Can we not? Can I not spend some of the day doing this mess? But you don't have an out of office email. Um, this was yes and no, but at the same time, <laughs> they were like, Well, did you do this? I was like, I didn't think I had to do this because we were told this was impossible. And <laughs> so mm. I was like, wow. Then they made it possible. Only for to people to be mad, they had to make it possible. I'm like, now we got everybody mad at us because of all types of stuff. So besides that, it was great. Um, you know, they lift the mask mandate in Vegas, so people were not really wearing masks. Uh, mm. And, you know, if you've never been to Vegas, Vegas is, the, is a big county fair. That's the best way I can describe what Vegas is. It's a mm-hmm. county fair. Everybody That's else. True, yeah. Everybody from everywhere is there. Um, they look like it. And you got people dressed up from, you know, top, you know, top-notch outfits from or the, you know, the big high heels with the you can literally put like a, you know, like the the the, the like the high heels from I'm gonna get you sucker. That <laughs> yeah. and then you have your jogging pants. So you have all these different array of outfits. Um that you see in Vegas. So yeah, if you spend like more than three days there, you're like, okay, this is fun. yeah. I always enjoy my time at Vegas. It's just I I only go like to get high, drink, okay, and eat a lot. Eat a very much a lot. Did I tell you the time that I had got choked? Uh, we were at the buffet at Caesar's Palace, girl. <laughs> I got so choked, I had to go to the bathroom and like basically throw this food back up. And I was in there for like 30 minutes. Good trying girl. to <laughs> I was eating too fast, girl. Oh my God. Who's <laughs> gonna still be there? What was happening? Girl, I was I was high and I was looking, I had been looking forward to this buffet the whole day. Yeah, Caesar's do have a good buffet. I ain't gonna lie, they do have a good buffet. And it yeah, does. Yeah. And, 
And Ken was like, uh, we had Ken and a friend of ours was like, um, were there too. And our friend was like, do we need to wor worry about him? Ken was like, no, he'll be okay. I'm like, I see, I could have died in there in that damn bathroom. But, you know, I was good. Henry, what have you been up to these past weeks or so? Um, I've been, I started a new job at a new bar in Chelsea. Um, I have, uh, really not, what have I, what have I been doing? Um, yeah, I started a new job. I think it's pretty much my time and like still working and saving and, um, you know, therapy and trying to stay warm because it's like 26 degrees outside today. Um, yeah, I haven't really, do, like New York is a dry time. So like, there's really nothing to do. Um, we are in Pisces season, so bitches beware. Um, Y'all go. <laughs> um, but I, think, I mean, like, between that, the podcast, um, took a break from writing. I'm going to go back to it next month. Um, and I'm trying to get, like, I had a new job. So, like, it was a lot of training and shit. So, like, I've been, like, consumed with that. And mm -hmm. that's about it. Like, I really haven't done anything. Like, I'm recently single again ready to mingle, um, realizing that I am a different sexual creature than I think I've ever been to this stage in my life. Um, my 42nd birthday is coming. Um, you know, everything is like good, like great actually, but I'm just ready for it to be like warmer. Like, yeah, I get I'm ready for it to be warmer. Like, it's like New York is really cold in the winter and it, and then we're like winning over like a windy advisory or something. It's insane. Like it's it. We get all four seasons here. Like it's. I mean, we got all four seasons in DC when I grew up there. But like, this is like some some other shit. Like you get the extreme versions of each season in New York. Like rain and the spring and windiness and and the like fall and winter. It gets hot as hell in the summer. It's great. I love this place, but it's really cold as fuck right now, and it's not sexy. <laughs> yeah, we've been, at all we've been experiencing different it's, it's 67 right now but oh wow um, when it's for it was 48 you could have sworn we were in it was zero degrees because people were just couldn't take yeah i know y'all do too much when it gets below like 60 y'all act like it's it does. day I after mean, tomorrow we have more we have more traffic accidents when it's <laughs> when it's when it's below 50 we've had more accidents so a lot of I don't know why, what that means, but they just recently said like every time we hit, if we're below fifty degrees, we have more traffic accidents here in Los Angeles. So I'm just like, okay, never knew that, but interesting. Interesting. I know I haven't been up too much. Just grad school and playing too many video games, like. Um. God, I spent way too much money. A, a thing that I like to do is get high and then spend a lot of money, a lot of money on video games or drag or random shit that I don't need. So, you know, I bought uh, Horizon, Forbidden West. I bought Gran Turismo 7. I bought uh, Miles Morales, uh, Spider-Man, finally um some dlc stuff and like i don't have the time to play it like 
Because between work, between homework, I'm fucking worn out. Um, but other than that, my mother's birthday, my mother's 70th birthday is coming up soon. Ooh, so we're trying wow. to plan a big party for her. She said, if I ever made it to 70, I want a big party. I was like, all right, bye. Yeah. So me and my sister are trying to get that together, which it's going to be fun. We're trying to get everybody, all the family members, you know, out of state. So that should be fun. That sounds nice. Yeah. But let's go ahead and get it to MAC because we have a lot to discuss. <laughs> um, let's start out with... Um, there was little Dickies on the uh, timeline today. Well, this past week, uh, Nelly and Lil Fizz, their videos and nudes had leaked. First, there was a video of Nelly getting head uh-huh. by somebody who knew their talent and their technique. Did they? I thought she was okay. Um, yeah, it's kind of hard to judge. I'm sorry. It's kind of yeah. Hard to judge. <laughs> Cause I'm like, it, doing stuff, but y'all not doing stuff. Okay. I did like Nelly, uh, Mona. I did. I, mean, I didn't listen to her. I maybe I, I I had the sound. I didn't have the sound to it. I listened and I loved it. And, and I it was. It. Now, I can appreciate uh, a big dick just like the rest of the girls. However. Just because you have a big dick doesn't mean you know how to use it, number one. Number two, a lot of the people were saying, oh, Nelly's and Lil Fizz's dick is too little, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, well, girl, just because your walls came tumbling down like Jericho, don't mean that everybody can take like these massive ass dicks, number one. Number two, it's just like, girl, just calm down. I, what do y'all think about that? I, it was just foolishness behind some of these comments that I saw. Um, I thought, okay, I, I will say this: Little Fizz's dick is little and ugly, and you can't be both. You have to pick a struggle. It was. Um, it was so weird. It was. It was. It was. It, it, it did look appetizing. <laughs> um. <laughs> I wouldn't want to suck on that. That didn't. That didn't move me. I my legs no. fucked up a little bit. It wasn't. It was. I, Monique Slaughter. Best of luck to you, sis. You had. A, you able to pull a towel off. Um, but Nelly's dick was a different situation. I found really interesting, but I find very interesting in general, in um penis culture and men's uh insecurities around their dick sizes. I'm a bottom. I barely, I barely have ever used my penis besides it for oral sex. So it's just like, I think the thing is like that's really that's really telling about when kind of those kind of things happen is okay. So first, I'm a size queen. The bigger, the better. However, Nelly's dick wasn't really that small. I think the thing that I think the problem is is that because on dating apps, hookup sites, you two are married, married people. I'm a single gal, but I noticed that everybody's either seven and a half inches or nine and a half inches. And I think the problem is not necessarily about overall dick size. It's a conflation of dick size. So like a lot of guys just assess by looking at their penis. Oh, I'm seven and a half inches. 
Oh, I'm nine and a half inches. And Bailey, let me tell you, I slept with plenty of men, and I can tell you what nine and a half inches look like on site. And <laughs> and I think that, like, because we have an overestimated size in our minds on what a big dick is, or that, and that understanding also that contextually, the average size penis in the United States is seven, is five point five inches, is seven point two mm-hmm. in the Congo, seven point two in the Congo. Um, I love dick. Um, that I think that like that really that like six inches is really nice, and eight inches is really nice when it's really eight inches. That's the problem. A lot of these people are saying that like I have a seven and a half inch dick, which isn't that small, but you really have a six inch dick because you just have assessed because it is it looks this way that it's this size. Maybe put your shoe next to your penis. Shoes aren't actual inches, the same way as your penis is actual inches. You're you're not bigger than your shoe and you wear a 12. So I need you people to understand that everything is not for everybody, but I do understand also. But one thing I would guys need to stop doing is like, my dick is enough. And all these things come out and then all the bottoms get slut shamed. No one says anything with bottom with tops one big asses. There's always a size queen who catch hell mm-hmm. for liking big dicks. But I just think that like a lot of guys told it themselves, a lot of y'all won't get no ass from me now because you're told it yourself. Because um, <laughs> it was like, it just, it just starts, it's just because like a whole whiny situation. Like, okay, your dick is average, but as someone who, who sleeps around and does it a lot, guys really prefer smaller penises than larger penises. Because like taking a big dick requires like better cleaning, like, you know, have a higher pain threshold. Sexual long because like sometimes you got to get a guy with a big dick and God forbid you get a guy with a big penis that works. Some of you girls got big penises and they don't work. Mm. That's shade, but true. Mm. However, like you get a you, like this is one nigga that I fuck. He had a huge penis, like long as my face, and I have a big head. <laughs> and this nigga dick works, like all the way works, all the time, and it's insane how large it is and well, I remember when I first started having sex with him I was like wow I can feel this in the back of my teeth like <laughs> you know it takes it takes time to take a dick that big one but like taking a big dick isn't easy either so it like and some of you girls are painting too y'all need some lying on your pussies because some of y'all are painting too because a lot of Picasso's and Van Gogh's in the comments you know you know y'all can't take big dicks but that's okay but I think that like whatever you have, there's someone for you. And I think people need to stop falling, especially like porn doesn't help because it also perpetuates that big dicks are where it's at. It's porn, it's not real life. You know, someone will, like husband dicks are good. I, I couldn't, I don't know, if I could be, be with somebody who was 12 inches in a relationship, like a real 12 inches and be taken out on a regular basis. I don't know. But what I do know is it's like, you know, someone will like you for you. And also, like the also the, even the other side of it, I'm saying a lot. I'm so sorry, and I'm high. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> um, like even like like when we're like, and I think that even like we're hooking up with guys, and I will automatically block you if your dick is too small. I'm just keeping mm-hmm. it real, but it has to be like really small. Like I know, like I'm not gonna feel it. Mm-hmm. Does it? I'm, I I have a grip, maybe a little loose, but I have a little grip. Um, but. Just joking. Um, I got good ass. Um, it's great. Um, but the thing is, is like photos don't help guys either in this in this thing about ins- about security insecurity. Sometimes, like 
you take a bath for shortening up your dick in the photo, your dick looks smaller, or you try to like, you know, people try to compare like your hand to your dick and see like how it all measures up. Like people go through a lot trying to figure out how people like, I'll ask you. And then generally I won't ask. If your dick just looks really small on photo and like usually like it has to look really small for you to be like, okay, I'm good. Like you're like a mushroom cap and and, and two cherries. I'm good. Um, but some guys just need to like just stop taking it so personal. Like no one's talking about your dick. Everybody's talking about Nellie's. You feel attacked, hit dogs are hollering, just, just make your top lip, make your bottom lip, girls, just shut up. You're fine the way you are. No one's complaining. You clearly have dates people are interested you, but a lot of the girls, and one thing that I will say this, and I'll speak about the size queens, well, I'll speak about this community, that nothing is more worse than a guy automatically like, well, my dick ain't big, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's like girl, no one is complaining. Like, you about, you about to talk yourself out of some pussy. Just be a regular mm-hmm. nigga. Like, like, you know, I ain't like the mother. We should have been one of them regular, should have been one of them regular niggas because all this whining and complaining in my, in my messages about like, oh, I got enough dick, blah, blah. And like, you know, it ain't that big. Like, I didn't say what it was small. And I don't think I hate about being a size queen too. Like whenever I say I'm a size queen, niggas is like, oh, you just want the biggest thing. Like, a good, a good heavy eight inch dick would do me fine. But a lot of y'all really ain't in inches. And that's the problem because y'all don't measure your dicks right. Or if at all, you just assume. You're just lying. Just Sorry, that was a rant. Sorry. No, it's good. It... <laughs> well, yeah, Victor, go ahead. Cause <laughs> well, I will. I will say that you know, whatever floats your boat. It really comes to what 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 you like, what you handle. But I think you need to know what that is. I think you need to know what you enjoy. Um, the whole Nelly thing. I was like, yeah, I think there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of people you know comparing things like to porn to everything else and that's not a reality for many people um also what was said about you know size doesn't always equate to skill and skill set so i don't think we get caught up with that. i didn't see anything wrong with nelly you know you know i think that again it's according to what you like i know for myself i do like something nice size with you know, high, all that stuff is nice, especially if you're in, if you enjoy it, doesn't need to be, you know, big old, it doesn't need to be all that stuff. I think a lot of people got caught up in what they hope to have or what they want or, and you know, and also, you know, penis size is still a, a, a masculine thing. You know, it's like oh, right. the bigger it is, the bigger it makes me feel as a man. I'm like, okay, if you need that to feel better about your masculinity, that's on you. But you know, you know, at the end of the day, it is something where she was happy with it. People have been happy with it, you know, and that's, you know, and that's fine. Um, right. My business, you know, but at the same time, it was just interesting to see the discourse. I'm like, y'all are still having this type of discussion. Now, I've been with different sizes. Um, mm-hmm. And you sometimes you just want something a little bit, you know, bigger, and that's fine. Um and, Sometimes know, it's a question of uh, your mouth is hungry, but you know the yeah. back door can't take it. And I've right. been in those kind of situations. Oh, all right. Well, um, luckily, you know, current situation, everything is totally fine, really fine. Um, but you know, in the in the end of the day, you know, you know, Nelly has pleased. Like women are pleased being with Nelly. Nobody's complaining about being with him, and so right. 
that's what it comes down to. If nobody's complaining about it, then right. fuck everybody. You know, I was saying like right. they happy with it, they enjoy it. Ashanti was with it for a while. Everybody, you know what I'm saying? And people, you know, like that's just what it is. It is what it is. If nobody really wanted it, they wouldn't be there. So yeah. Exactly. I mean, I didn't see this little <laughs> this little fizz person, but if you said it was ugly, then Ooh. I don't need to see it. It was yeah. just ugly and little and curved and thin with a with a big head. It just like it just like it just give you gas. Yeah. It just looks yeah. like you know those um okay, like a I Mr. Do. Potato Head thing like yeah, just I don't put like together. I don't like it thin. I like I like I, I want a nice grip. I want a nice grip. <laughs> <laughs> that was, there was somebody I, I had that was that was thin. I was like this is it looks like a like you know, like a like a, like a Martian. Like, I don't know, I can't, I, it's just, I can't deal with that. Like a little link, little sausage link. Yeah, yeah, you know, like a cheap hot dog. And, you know, can't do that. That's true. Uh, so let's get into some other news. Um, interesting, uh, and I'll say that in quotation marks, that uh, there was a study done in UK and it was announced for like the first time in a decade that heterosexuals account for new cases of HIV than gay and bisexual men of 49 to 45%. And it just, for this long time that HIV and AIDS was perceived as, oh, it's a gay disease. Um, heterosexuals don't need to worry about it. And now we see these cases in the heterosexual population rising. And to couple with that, I don't know if you all saw that there was a uh, report that a woman was cured by HIV. I think like a third woman was cured by HIV by stem cells. I didn't get into the, the details of it, but I would say that sometime in our lifetime that we will probably see a cure for HIV. Um, what do you all think about this news? coming out these past couple of weeks? Um, <clears throat> um, I wouldn't, <clears throat> I feel, uh, so like somebody living with HIV currently, I would really, I really feel bad for, for cisgender heterosexual people because they're already at a disadvantage because they don't have, they don't, have an interest in the access information that we have as queer people. So like our whole culture has been sitting around HIV and AIDS since the nineties. And mm -hmm. <clears throat> even in like prevention and education is always us in the center of it. Um, I do think part of the larger problem is like straight people are still mystified about PrEP. And most times <clears throat> straight people are concerned about Pregnancy, <clears throat> when it comes down to safe sex, they're not really concerned about STIs so much. Um, mostly herpes is also what I always see to be the big bad for straight people is, is herpes. Um, but, uh, but like statistically, a large portion of the American populace already has herpes, which is probably um, asymptomatic. Um, I, I just find it, I find it really interesting, but I know that the stigma is gonna still fall on us. Um, I do find that like 
um, that the, at the center of this is mostly cisgender heterosexual women who are the ones who are deeply more affected. But I think this testing is a little skewed because it just in my experience that most straight men don't worry about their health the same way that people who are queer or people who are women have to. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, it's not like they're getting checked up like we get checked up every three to six months. They usually are getting checked up depending on if it's falling off. Where women, on the other hand, are doing like, you know, women get tested regularly, but I think they're like, if anything, if they're not getting their annual pap smear, they at least annually are knowing what's going on. But it's just like, I just, it's just really interesting. I do find that the HIV cure in that woman was interesting for two reasons, because she's a woman of color. So like, there's this thing genetically that white people generally cannot, not white people, there's a percentage of white people that are immune to the HIV virus that is indicative only to white people. Um, so carrying them has been <clears throat> believed to be easier. Not sure if that's true or not now with this woman of color um, being cured, but the problem is that like this curing, this cure that they did, they said it's not by conventional means and it's not the easiest way to cure HIV in people who generally have disease. So it's like, it's not really something that's gonna like kind of, it's gonna, it's, it's a paradigm shift, absolutely. But it's not like we all can tomorrow get this done through stem cell, stem cell treatment versus us getting a vaccine for COVID. It's not the same thing. Um, so I think we have some years in front of us. Um, I don't know personally how I would feel about being cured, but that's a whole nother conversation. And I'm not saying that from a point of view of like, I think that like medicine is science doesn't work and science is trash, but it's just like, why would I get, that's gonna be controversial. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> Can I be controversial? Um, I think I think the thing I, I, the thing I think about sometimes is that like, if I happen to go and get cured for HIV, I will have to go get on PrEP and still have to see doctors every three months and still behave in the same manner I've behaved before. So what will specifically change? That's right. the thing that kind of like sits in my mind about it. I'm not saying that I will say to someone, oh, don't get the cure, it's dumb. It's 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 a, it's a ski airmen all over again. They're gonna get us, it's a conspiracy. No, I don't think that, because white folks are affected. So when white folks are affected, it's a different situation. Um, Mm -hmm. But I just think that like critically when I think about it, just like, is this something that I would do for myself? Um, I don't know, but I think that like, cause we're still in, in figuring out what HIV does to an aging community, people who've lived HIV for whatever years they've lived for it. And for me, it's been 15 years. I think that like, we'll see, like what, what HIV look like for me and for carrying it for 35 years, what would that look like for me? So it's, right. it's, it's, it's a lot to think about. I, I, but I think we are making great headway. This is exciting. I'm waiting to see where this goes. Right. You know, I, I do think that we are, I think within a generation, we will see a cure. Um, if so much is happening, you know, I, and, in, in ways that I think now they realize that they probably got a better handle on it, however that will be done. Um, I do hope that, um, that, you know, as we continue to see that things are changing when it comes to the whole stigma and rhetoric, that they see that this is a sexual disease. It's not, it wasn't a gay disease. It wasn't this type of disease. It's a sexual disease. 
so it's a uh, very, uh, it's good. It's good that things are changing, but I feel like there's been so much damage done, you know, from when, when everything started hitting in the very early eighties or kind of late seventies in the communities that were hitting, what have you. And again, the stigma and how long it took for any action to be done. So hopefully now, um, as we see more things change and we see more opportunities um, come for people to get, you know, more, you know, to get on prep. We got more people getting on prep. People, you know, I got students who are getting on prep, which I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm glad to you know responsibility here. Um, but it's it's fascinating to see how things are really moving forward. And so I'm happy to hear that there's, you know, some good developments coming. Right. And there's still a lot more work that needs to be done. Yeah, I think I think I think part of it, I think the whole problem with HIV epidemic in the United States is just stigma. I think once we really get past that larger part of it, because the thing I, I was really hoping to see, well, I, I say this terribly, but I was hoping to see is like if COVID, sti COVID stigma would be a thing, and it never came to be because it affects the general populace, mm -hmm. and a and and obviously that it affects everyone. HIV is kind of a thing where like. In our, in our culture, we have the bandwidth and the language to talk about it um, in a healthy way. But in, in with straight people, they just don't have the language to talk about it in a healthy way. So I think because of that, like it's not really being discussed because it's so much stigma and then so much a gay disease. And also like the question becomes, oh, well, you have HIV. Are you sleeping with men? You know, we all sleep a lot. We all sleep around. We all are doing, we all could be using drugs. We're doing things. Definitely not a blood transfusion. Those days are pretty much over. Um, but I really hope that like we get to a point where the stigma kind of goes away and we can really resolve this. But it's still very interesting how like this week, that whole post with Darius Cook's going around. Did y'all see that? I think so. Wasn't somebody... I the whole raw law thing. It was like it was like someone posted like it was like a Tinder or it wasn't Jack, but it was like 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 somebody from some kind of date, date nap, and it was Darius Cook saying you know raw law and I'm on prep, but two straight people were passing it around and Jesus the serophobia that came out of that post like, mm -hmm. and it's always so weird seeing straight people make us the. Punchline. We have to. Well, no. What we have to be. We have to be the ones that be. We have to have the moral high ground. We have to be the ones who are accountable. We have to be the ones to educate. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, this disease has been around for forty fucking years, and it affects everyone. None of us are exempt. None of us are special. Law of averages, depending on what community you may be or where you reside, if, if your your opportunities of getting to change. But it's like y'all are willy nilly having raw sex and making babies and judging us. And most of your like news cycle is full of all these fatherless children and single mothers that, that men have created, yet we're the mm -hmm. ones that have to do the dil diligence around safer sex practices. Right. Fuck out of here. Like, it's, it's just tiring. I and, did see that. I, I didn't know what yeah. it was coming from or anything. I just moved right along. But yeah, there's uh, so much work to do, and I don't think the onus to educate everybody shouldn't be on the queer community because should be your, it should be on your doctor. It should be on your doctor. <clears throat> if you care about your health, 
I mean, it, it should be on you as well, but it's it's going to take some work. It's going to take a yeah, lot of work. Yeah, because the thing that was funny too is like, coincidentally, there's been a lot of HIV discussions over the last few weeks, and I and once the lady was revealed to having been cured, I made a, a quote tweet about it and some comments. And this lady, this white lady from Utah, um, told me that like in in the tweets that she was like her doctor denied her testing because she was heterosexual. Like they told her because she was heterosexual, she didn't need to take an HIV test. Like, oh, wow, the the fuck is that? And I'm just like, and people wonder why, like, they like heterosexual people are now rising in cases because their doctors basically telling you that you don't need it, or you know, I, 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 that's just bizarre. That is crazy. Just bizarre. Yeah, that even from like a medical standpoint, if you if you get into the medical background, the medical industry, you swear swore an oath to protect your patients. And if this uh, I, I can't even <laughs> fathom that. Like, yeah. Because there's slut shaming involved too, that's just also the problem. And I was slut shamed by a doctor when I first first moved to New York. So I know that it happened. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things where, you know, unless you're doing like, like even with gay men in, 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 in some, in some states, I have a friend of mine um, from North Carolina and he had to basically assess that he was having high risk sex and a high frequency of sex to get on prep. And he's just like, I'm not having a lot of sex. I just wanted to be careful. And even though I am still using condoms, I just want to be careful. And they didn't want to, they had to like fight to get prepped. Like, fuck it. It's the thinly veiled homophobia. Yeah. It's crazy. So uh, there was a couple of uh, trailers that dropped here the past couple of weeks. Uh, Nope. The movie from Jordan Peele dropped and I have to say I don't know what the fuck is going on in this movie I don't think I'm going to even guess what's going on in this movie but I will be there day one yes I will be there as well Um, you know anything with Jordan Peele what you may think it is it may not be and um, you know people's like it's aliens like we don't know if that's aliens that could be something else that could be white folks so, um, so I was like, let's see what's going on. I like, they talked about, you know, about the first, about the black horseman and, and giving that a little bit of history in the beginning. Um, but it does make you wonder what's going on. There was some parts in the, in the trailer that was really neat. Like, I'm very curious about the woman who was wearing the veil and what was her story. Um, what's in the cloud, what's coming, what's already around there. And um, there's always, there's almost, not almost, there is already some history about um, certain ranches. Um, you hear a lot about Skinwalker Ranch. You hear a lot mm-hmm. of good things too. So they can be playing on the basics of things and really make it really pop. And at a time that horror is, my personal opinion, kind of lazy. We have to, you know, it's nice to know that Jordan Peele's out there challenging us, giving us something to think about versus I'm coming to stab you in the face and I'm gonna stab this person in the back. Like, you know, it's, 
it's something else. And I and I, I'm not saying that. I know people hate the word elevated horror, but I, I I like the fact that horror is challenging me. And I feel like that when we look at some of this, that what Jordan gives us, it makes you think, and that's fun. I, I love that part. Exactly. Um, I I will say um, once again, congratulations to Miss Kiki Wire because you're doing a lot of working right now, baby. You know, Kiki stays booked, and I and you know I, I you know y'all talk about Sierra's prayer. I want Kiki's prayer. Right. I want to. I want to stay booked with money in my in my purse. You know, give me Kiki's prayer. Y'all can. She's keep. got like four movies coming out. Like yeah, like Mama's working hard. So, <laughs> you know, I don't know where Kiki get time, but I love that for her. Um, and also, you know, probably some stuff probably was dragged along COVID, so probably I think probably it's the universe. But um, Jordan Peele is like a really good M. Night Shyamalan as far as like the cultivation of his stories and how things come around. And, and M. M. Night Shyamalan was good for a while, but then it started to get weird. Um, but I feel like because most of his movies are always a love letter to blackness and how we live our lives and mm -hmm. still coupling in the horror aspect of it and us being centered, I think like this is such an amazing thing. Um, I definitely want to see it. I was really late to us and um, get out. I didn't watch them both immediately. I watched them both like after the fact. Um, mm -hmm. Get out, I was just like, well, I don't want a Jordan Pill movie. Jordan Pill is like a comedian on Mad TV. I'm not watching this shit, but I heard it was really good. But then when the bitch came out, then I watched it on streaming. Um, us just looked scary as shit to me. And what I was not going to do was sit in a vice theater uh, screaming like Phyllis Hyman for my nerves. <laughs> um, the tethers want to want to get buck and get loose. I was mm -hmm. not doing that to myself. I knew, no, 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 man. Um, but then like, but Nope looks really good. And I think because I've been watching a lot of uh, American Horror Story now, and I think I can like manage it now. Mm -hmm. I am like looking forward to seeing Nope. I just, I just love Kiki Palmer as an actress. I think Mama's works hard. Mama's is funny. Um, you know, they snatched mama by her lace front and pulled her in the ass. So I don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's interesting, but I just want to know what, like, there's always some big point to all of this. And I really want to know what the point is, but that's why I think I want to see it. But also, but I don't, the only, the only, only negative, the only negative I have is Daniel Kaluuya being in this movie only because he was in Get Out. And I'm thinking that he's building a cinematic universe because everybody does that now. Having Daniel Kaluuya in two places really like kind of takes me off a little bit, but that's just me being obnoxious. I apologize, America. Daniel Kaluuya is, is a talent, but I just, it's just like, you know, seeing him like, you know, I, I would love uh, a Jordan Peele horror universe. I really love that. But I think that's just me just being obsessive and being the nerd that I am. That would be really cool. Um, some kind of universe, a horde universe that centers around Black people. Mm -hmm. Because often, Victor, you can speak to this more than me. Um, Black people are usually the ones that are left out of the horror genre. We're either killed off when the opening credits are still rolling or not even the movie altogether. Yeah, um, or, you know, it's, 
it, it, we're still dealing with colorism when it comes to some of these movies as well. So mm-hmm. they will be like, oh, we got a black person in there, but it's like, okay, okay. You like, right. But it's like at the same time, it's a little bit ambiguous with that too. That's a very, very fine line to walk. But, you know, I'm very excited for what this is going to look like. It looks, you know, it's going to challenge us. It's going to be fun. Um, it's interesting because now there's been a lot of talk about should horror be fun? Um, because in the last 25 years, horror shifted into being more comedic when screamed 25 years ago. That kind of set a new precedent precedent for what horror was versus when I was growing up, you had Friday 13 and Halloween and all that, where that was like, everything was scary. Like it was meant to be scary. And so I think Jordan has done a good way of blending both pieces of it being scary and a little comedic. So I'm looking forward to that. And I feel like that it would be nice if other people kind of give us put in a little more work when it comes to horror films, because lately they've just been little, they've been okay, but they have not been the best they could be. I heard the girls didn't like uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh no. Um, <laughs> that's a whole nother story. I saw that mess. It, and it's interesting, there's a lot of discourse about that. There was like, like how can, you're miserable if you, if you, if you, if you think this was awful. I was like, it was awful. It was awful. That's not, that's not, that's not trying to dress it up for what it ain't. It wasn't right. that good. So that's a whole nother conversation, but yeah, you know, horror, horror is a moneymaker. We know that. That's what it's all about. That's why we have nine, nine of these movies, nine movies about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's 12 movies about uh, Friday 13th. There's, you know, so many movies about all these different things. And you have to sometimes wonder in a world where you can literally come up with something totally different. Why are we, you know, still going back to it? These are cash cows. But if you're going to be lazy about giving us another story, then just not do it. Don't do it at all. That's a whole nother, we that might have to be something we do discuss with some of our horror folks, because it's just really, it's an interesting discourse to see because a lot of people are like, oh, it was great. I really enjoyed it. That, I mean, that's what I wanted. I wanted to be entertained. I'm like, I don't know that's, if we need to be entertained by somebody getting chopped up by a chainsaw, but who knows? Yeah. And the other, you said, speaking of uh, cinematic universes, baby, when I saw this one, I was gasped. So the Doctor Strange 2 trailer dropped and okay, y'all, there's a lot to discuss about this one because this can, this potentially opens up a lot in the, as far as the MCU universe, as far as bringing in other um, characters such as the Fantastic Four, such as X-Men. I'm just opening it up. What did y'all think of the trailer? Well, it was a lot. And I, and what I love about what Marvel does is again, they can take, they can take a character, you know, Dr. Strange is somebody that I didn't read quite often, but take a character and really make you want to know a lot more about that universe. What this did was if you think about it, they've been really 
really been pushing the multiverse through the animation, um, through even through some of the the the, the, the episodic epi um, shows that's been out there, Wonder Vision, Loki, um, and we've been seeing a lot of this kind of come into play. So now it's, this is about to be the where they kick off their next phase, if you think about it. And it is it's gonna be a lot, you know, Wanda is gonna be implicated in this because there are a lot of issues. And if you have read any of the Scarlet Witch comics, she has dealt with the multiple sides of herself. And I feel like we'll be seeing some of that in there. But I am, it was, there was a part in there when she's talking to Strange um, or Steven when she was like about, you know, when, when you do something, you're the hero. When I do something, you know, I'm the villain and it isn't fair. And it was something about the way she said it was like, y'all should be scared. Cause the way she said it was like, okay. You, you, now, you, bitch, two things could be true. <laughs> you still can be looked at as a villain and that can still be unfair. But yet girl, you kidnapped the whole ass town because you couldn't face the fact that you're a robot of a husband was gone. And so you wanted to act out and be a Karen and say, oh, my love is greater than the love that everybody else has for their loved ones. So in order for me to, you know, have some kind of self-preservation or want something for myself, I'm going to do this. Like you and Dr. Strange both have to answer to some of these uh, stuff. Like, I think we'll see a lot of what happened in what if come into play on, on uh, um, Doctor Strange 2. I just, there has to be some kind of accountability because there was no accountability for Hawkeye. Um, and I've said this on the show where Echo's, Echo can't get her vengeance, but Hawkeye was like, oh, uh, you can't come to my, can't come to, uh, for me and my family, but I can go ahead and kill your daddy and that could be that. You just have to deal with your pain. Another, a person of color. Um, I, I just feel like somebody has got the answer for all the crimes that they've done. Number one. Number two, I don't know if y'all saw like when they were going through God knows what, it looked like they were in something that looked like the Savage Land. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was or not, or maybe that was just in somebody's Jurassic period. And like one of the big things that everybody was saying is when Dr. Strange is confronted by what I think is going to be the Illuminati, we hear this voice that sing, sounds eerily similar to Patrick Stewart. So everybody's thinking that this is going to be this introduction of Xavier. Uh, Henry, what but did you is it that or is it the true Time Lords? Because remember, we saw the fake ones. We never saw what yeah. the real ones were. And Loki, if y'all go back to Loki, you go back to what um, Sexy said. Well, that's not his name. <laughs> um, anyway, what was said in that last episode was like, there, you know, he was just one part. Uh, Kang was like, this is one, like, what this is just one part of what's going on. So I feel like there may be something bigger. Now, it is hard not to think of the Illuminati because of the robots that look so much like um, 
Iron Man's people. But I think if it is the Illuminati, it is the Illuminati with different variants. Mm -hmm. uh, because we know that, um, what you call it, Tony's dead, but this could be another version. Um, who knows what this is about to be? But, if, but we also know Marvel, Marvel be playing in our faces. They literally could be like, we just, we just threw this in here just to be doing something. And it may not have nothing to do with the movie. They've done that in so many other trailers where they'd be like, this is in the trailer. You're like, oh my God, that's gonna happen. It is nowhere to be found. So they could be literally playing with our faces. Loki set up so much that I think we need to go back and look at Loki because there's a lot. Because once he opened that multiverse and they did warn us about what happens when all that stuff goes out, and then there was like, there are people responsible for when this gets out of hand. And then when Kang was talking, Kang was talking like, oh, it's out of hand. And I know, you know, this, and I know that, but if you know, you think, but my variants are out here too. So at the same time, we're about to go back into what happens when all that stuff is fractured. So mm -hmm. I'm just saying, we should go back and look at certain, like the last few episodes of Loki to get an idea of what we're about to see. Right. Um, I, I, I'm ready. Like, I'm really ready for this. Uh, I think this movie is going to do better than Spider-Man No Way Home monetarily. I think mm -hmm. because so many, so many new fans came in during the pandemic to watch WandaVision. So like you have these new set of fans that are interested in the franchise. Um, I'm trying to avoid any like detail spoilers or any like a lot of heavy, um, theorizing because I want to enjoy it when it shows up. I think sometimes it's like the nerd in me tries to avoid like really theorizing about the movie so much um, because someone will spoil it and then like you get down to the movie and then like you kind of already know what's happening. So I'm trying to avoid all that, but like I'm really looking forward to seeing what Wanda's going to do. Um, I will say that like one of my friends said, we were talking about it the other day too, that I think Marvel is no longer giving us an Avengers movie. I think we're kind of done with the Avengers. I think everything will be like team up esh esque like mm -hmm. situations going on. So like the Marvels or Captain, uh, uh, Captain America and Winter Soldier, they're gonna be like doing their thing with other people in, in their like little universes. And I think that's what we're kind of going towards. Um, I'm pretty sure there's gonna be a Young Avengers movie. Fantastic Four is coming. The X-Men are coming at some point. Um, what I really would love though um, about this movie is that like, we really get to see some really good variants. I hope we see the Illuminati. I think that would be like, Fab, I really hope we see Patrick Stewart because I love him so much. He was such, that was one of the best comic book casting him as uh, Xavier. Um, they, always, they always think Wolverine is and like if you read comics Hugh Jackman is a terrible Wolverine actually um, but, <laughs> but Professor X by Patrick Stewart is the only one that I felt like was completely spot on, non-negotiable, personality, gravitas, making me nervous, using your uh, telepathy and everything. Like, I love, and then for like Patrick to be so old, it still made sense. Mm -hmm. It still made sense. Even James McAvoy's Professor X wasn't that bad. I still feel like that like Hugh Jackman's Wolverine is still not great. I, I'm, I, 
not a Wolverine fan. Now they do they do they give us a little X23. I'm okay with her. I don't like I don't like her father. I'm not your father, that, father. What's that little girl's name? X23? Yeah, the actress who played her in uh, Logan. Oh, I don't know her name. I know you're talking about that, but I don't know her name. Yeah, she was really good. I, I enjoyed her, like you said, more than um Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Now I heard this this rumor, and I don't I guess it's I don't think it's gonna be true that this is going to set up somehow uh, the storyline of House of M that uh, what's her name? Scarlet Witch sees her, her her other variant, I guess, in another timeline and sees that this variant ha- is happy, has a family, yada, yada, yada. And in order to give herself these things, she makes this family. Now, I don't know how they would do that without at least some kind of background that we've already come across. So I think that kind of rumor is not very viable. But I will say that um, I'm interested to see what is going to go down and why somebody, like I said, somebody needs to be held accountable. It's because the, the arrogance in Doctor Strange is the same arrogance in Wanda. It's the same arrogance in Hawkeye. It's the same arrogance in Iron Man. Like these, if, and I'm going to go there, these white characters have the privilege and the room to be this arrogant. And like, I know what's best. I know what I'm doing. And now they have all of this shit that's going on. And now it's like they don't have any kind of responsibility. They're like, oh, well, shit happens. But at least A is done. Versus B, C, and D is all shot to hell. I want to say it's responsible all the time is Wong. Um, And Mm -hmm. everybody's just like just kind of figuring it out. also, American Chavez is in America Chavez is in this movie also. So I want to see what like she gives. I'm really, I'm really interested. I think it's gonna be a really great movie. It's gonna push because like most of the MCU movies so thus far have not really pushed the narrative further. We haven't got like a hint or anything. Mm-hmm. All they know, we kind of know that we're building up is towards the Young Avengers and the Th- and the Thunderbolts, which may right. be great enemies, which may be great enemies. Um, once you think about it. But I think that, uh, but I think I really feel like that we're going to get another civil war somehow. I don't like a civil war too, but like in a different way, but not like the same way that like Captain Marvel did. Well, she might like be, uh, be like a civil war like in space or a civil yeah, war like, with those characters. Yeah, something. I feel like something else, like another like big team versus team movie is coming next. It won't be in this phase. It'll probably be in the next phase, but we'll see. I'm really excited, and I might think Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch is hot. I know it's Black History Month, forgive me. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll see. Is yeah, he? There's, there's an appeal to him. There is an appeal. Yeah, there's something. There's something. Yeah. It's something that says, I like tea and crumpets with my twat. <laughs> I, I will say when he woke up, you know, in the trailer when he woke up out of bed, I was like, okay, I see you. I like, I like, without me? <laughs> <laughs> really, Benedict, you're working without me. You can't, 
you know, you know, it may be in some other reality. I'm a, I'm, I'm his like, I'm his boo, I'm his variant. But like Benedict Cumberbatch is like not so bad looking. I don't know why I thought he was always playing. Maybe because I've seen his Doctor Who and I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, yeah, I always wonder is because he's tall, but he's a. There's something about him, but he also is a good actor too. So maybe I think right. that plays a role in how he really plays these different things. I, think, I know that movie, um, Way of the Dog, you know, he is he is doing stuff. So, you know, no, I, I agree with you. He There's a sex appeal about something, something. He we was definitely something. not my, my uh, choice for Doctor Strange. Like, I would have went for uh, Odette Fair for Doctor Strange, the guy that was in The Mummy. No, the guy who played um he's in he's in charge. He was oh my god. Z- uh Zanku in Charm. I don't I've never watched Charm before. <gasps> I know. <laughs> but you're not I'm a charm hater, so you're not missing anything. Wow. Oh. I I know this podcast was racist. <laughs> wow. I mean I, I watched the new charm. I tried to, okay, I was watching Charm. Now, see, to me, Buffy was the height of all that. So when Charm was there, I was like, to me, it felt like I'm at, when I'm at Buffy, when I'm watching Buffy, I'm going to Bloomingdale's. You give me Charm, bitch, I'm at, I'm at Ralph's. I'm wow. Because I'm, I'm like, okay, the magic is broke. The whole format of y'all doing this is broke. Just doing your hands like this ain't casting nobody's spells. No, there's no consequence in y'all outfits. And so I was like, no. Wasn't that with the early aughts? Because everybody was dressing like a damn fool during that time, weren't they? <laughs> I mean, fashion was just dreadful during those times. So I'll, I'll give them that. It, it was it was very 90s. Like it wasn't uh-huh. like. It was very 90s. And I think that people were like, like how long ago Charm was on. It was like almost 30 years ago. So like, it was it was very 90s. So like, mm-hmm. I get it. But it was, I, in hindsight, it doesn't age well. Because not like from a joke point of view, like, because like Charm is very campy. And I think people don't realize that when you watch it now. It's very campy. Um, it's, it's what Mimi I first think she is. Um, uh. <laughs> but shade but true um but it's just like the the hijinks and the misbehavior and like story and phoebe storyline it's not that realistic i think the newer charm was much more realistic and also the first charm started off really dark and then got campier and campier the newer charm stayed dark um but uh, it's great. You're missing out. Don't listen to Victor. <laughs> is it streaming anywhere? Oh, I, I'm sure. I, I think it's on Hulu and Netflix. One or the other. Yeah, I think it's on. Yeah, I think it's on at least Netflix. You can watch it. Yeah. Uh, I would say watch it. I will say watch it. See what you think. But mm-hmm. I was like, if you're gonna watch any camp, just go ahead and watch Bewitched. But um, yeah, yeah, that is true. Because to me, you know, I just start recently going back and looking at Bewitched. If y'all did not realize how gay that show was, that show wasn't that. one of the Darrens was gay. Yeah, what, the second Darren was gay. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't fact, like him um, in the first. They one. were in the they were in the gay parade together, um, like way years later, you know. And mm-hmm. Elizabeth Montgomery, the actress, was a was a was a very big supporter of gay rights and everything, you know. She knew her. She knew. Basically, it was like she knew. Like she's like, oh, the gays loved me since the '60s, so I better cash in on this. But I mean, legit, she was always a gay, like a a gay fan. I think there's um there's a backstory about Bewitched and how, you know, throughout the years, how she was very supportive of that. And plus, um, Agnes Moorhead, who played um, Endora, was a lesbian. So, you know, oh, I didn't know that. You see how we just went from well, we are talking about witches, so. Yeah, so gays perk up. You can't talk about witches without us being just like, woo, yes, witch. I see. Right. But Doctor Strange 2, I'm in there day one. I think it comes out in May because it was supposed to come out next month, but I think they pushed it back because of COVID. Um, regardless, we in there like swimwear. Uh, so is there anything else that we might have missed that happened? Anything that you all guys want to talk about before we clear this up? I, I think we kind of hit all the whole, right now everybody's talking about the Texas Chainsaw stuff, but we kind of hit on that, but don't know if anything else has happened. I mean, I don't super- think I've ever seen like the original Texas Chainsaw oh, movies. You now you know that me was, in horror. That was, real, that was real horror. That was real horror. Okay, I might have to check it out. But you know, I don't like horror. I don't like the sight of like this mass amounts of blood just for shits and giggles. You know, I I don't I know. Will, it's gory, but like I think I've seen nothing more traumatizing than the hills have eyes. I won't watch that again. Like the like the updated ones? No. Uh-huh. I vaguely remember that. Didn't everybody die in that movie or something? It, too much. Too much was going on. I don't ever want to watch that again. I, no, yeah. It was sadistic. But I think like I think like why horror doesn't bother me so much outside of Nightmare on M Street is because I know that I would never be in a situation like that. Mm-hmm. You ain't gotta tell me twice that we in the middle of the woods and somebody walk around with an axe, I'm gonna be hanging out. Why am I running just the distance up the forest? No, baby. We we run until we can't run no more. Mm-hmm. I'm out. Figure it out. I'm good. Like, baby, you coming with me? You, you, we, we, we don't. <laughs> now you want to stay here and play and hide. You gonna hide. No, I'm out. I'm out. Like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I, but like, but, but I'm interested to freak me out because like that's my dreams. It's like I have to dream. I can't control that. Exactly. Like I have to go to sleep. That reminds me. But, it, um, it reminded me of um, what's the uh, invasion of the body snatchers, like the original one, where like mm. if you go to sleep, then you're taken over by these something that's not you, and that's right. the, in the sense that you have to go to sleep, not the the other part. But yeah, I don't like Nightmare on M Street for that simple fact that at my most vulnerable, that's when somebody can take advantage of me. Like I, yeah, I'm good. That's nope. scary. That scares <laughs> now, me. Now, unless you trade and left my door before some anonymous session, you can walk right on in. That's different. Um, <laughs> I ain't about to, I'm, I'm not about that life though either. Let me stop sitting here lying. People try to knock on my door. You, you, I came right, up with the DM. With some, right. Nah, I'm good. Um, <laughs> not into that. 
Um, but yeah, but like other than that, it, uh, like the alien shit don't bother me. I can watch anything mm-hmm. within reason. Like, but like Saul was a lot too. Like Saul had some moments I was just like, uh, that's pretty fucking gross. Yeah, yeah, Saul was too much for me. I think with us, we kind of know when a situation is dangerous enough, so we ain't walking in. If you told me that this house was haunted, I'm like, well, then y'all have a good time. You let me know. Right, that, exactly. I'm going to take you at your word. Thank you when y'all done. If you told me this was people were murdered at this camp, I'm like, well, you know what? Now, I, I'm saying this, and I did go, I went to the real Amityville house. So I, I'm saying all this stuff, but at the same time, went to the house at midnight and went into the front yard and was like, yeah, I got pictures to prove it. We drove years ago. Um, We were in New York for about a week and my my ex, his brother lived in Long Island. We drove to Amityville, went to the house. Uh, We went twice, we went in the morning and then I was like, we gotta go back at midnight. We gotta go at midnight. Went at midnight, went into the front yard. The white 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 person that you just came on up <laughs> i was like you can't you cannot not go to the mdville house i mean it's historic so you gotta go and be a part of it so it's like it's like the um the exorcist steps in georgetown and dc with their too. Uh, uh-huh um I i'm good i'm good i cannot I'm watch good. that movie there was I'm something good. i'm not curious. i'm not even religious like like that but that just doesn't sit well with me. That or Rosemary's Baby. I've, I've watched Rosemary's Baby maybe once. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need to watch that again. Because <laughs> that that just... And it, it like I said, it's not like I'm so religious or whatever. It's just the blatant... Like, I can't control something that is in my own body. And it's the possession and the, uh, yeah, I, I can't do it. Can't do it. Well, I guess that's everything for Aunt Mace Tea. So let's go ahead and clean off these teacups because we have a interesting um, king size issue. Uh, oftentimes on the timeline, you see these, um, I guess, threads of who would win in a battle. And it's usually a DC character and a Marvel character. So I figured we'll have some fun today and do our own version of that. Yeah. So and I'll ours be the... be, I would say ours would be better because there's been some comparisons. You're just like, y'all just doing this to be for clout. Because this is like some of it's like there's no no there's no conversation. <laughs> we'll just leave that alone. But yeah. Right. There's been a lot. I'm like, really y'all, really? That's not even a so I'll just be the, the ref for this one and I'll throw the the question to you you guys and you guys will go as far as who do you guys will think and why. So the first one I have Black Widow versus Domino. I say Domino. Okay. I say Domino playing. I, I think Domino because um it's like you know like they both are skilled assassins fighters great with weapons blah 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 but domino has that edge of luck and that luck can really put natasha on her ass especially if she looked like scarlett johansson so you know 
I just was just like, I, I, Domino, I think Domino, they may be evenly matched as fighters or whatever, but I think that like Domino's luck is going to edge her out. Cause like that, I mean, it's, it's, it's cheating on a certain level actually, but I do feel like she would actually like, Natasha can't fight. She gonna try to shoot her in the leg or some bullshit. Domino's like, nah, I'm trying to live. Chop that, chop her ass in the throat. Right in the fucking throat. I would say Domino because of the fact of the mutant ability. I do think fighting wise, Natasha is better, but because um, Domino has that that luck thing, she would know exactly. It was something would equate to like if I hit her right here, I can get the edge on her. So I would say Domino. Domino. All right. Let's see. The next one. Now this is this yeah this is going to be an interesting one. It's going to be Nimrod versus the Ultron Vision from What If, but he doesn't have the Infinity Stones yet. Nimrod. I say Nimrod because Nimrod is from the future, and so Nimrod was able to is like was like as deadly as those. Uh, Sentinels in the in the movie version of uh, Days of Future Past. So this is a thing that has adapted to different things. So I will say Nimrod, but I could be totally wrong. That's a that's a that's a that's a hard one. I'm like really sitting here thinking. I'm like, would I choose Nimrod or would I choose Vision Ultron? I want to say Vision Ultron. Because I feel like if he has that vibranium indestructible body, Nimrod is going to have some time to like have to like really work things out. And I feel like as a technological being, Vision Ultron has more access to like the internet and things like that around him. He's more like a technopath on a certain level than I think Nimrod. I feel like I need to do some Googling behind this. This is really perplexing me. I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to say my final answer is Vision Nimrod. I don't think that, that I'm not Vision, Vision um, Ultron. I don't think Nimrod can beat him. Because even when like, they had that fight recently in, um, in Inferno, Professor X took him apart with, 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 tele, with telekinesis that he generally doesn't ever use. So just like, even though like Nimrod pulled himself back together, he's not completely indestructible. Like I think Ultron would be, Vision Ultron would be in that, in that vibranium armor. I I, I stick stick with my choice, Vision um, Ultron. Sorry, sorry, Vision. Isn't Vision Ultron like he's a updated, he's an AI to the nth degree. Versus Nimrod, I don't think, Nimrod is an AI per se. If y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but Nimrod again, Nimrod is is like the mindset. Like it's the not master mode, but I think a little bit more advanced than master mode. So that's and again, Nimrod is is the future. So Nimrod would have known its weaknesses enough to be like or know how to deal with. Um, this Ultron version, because they may have known about this from the past. Maybe. 
I don't, it's very tricky though. Cause yeah, it's almost like if you use, cause it's, you can't really go by that because if you use Terminator, for example, you can't use Arnold's version against the newer versions because two different types. So I don't know, but that's a good question. I, I feel like I need to go back and look at Nimrod again because Nimrod can only be for one particular future. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. One particular future when there's multiverses and we're dealing with a different Ultron than what that Ultron was. So I don't know. I don't mess my head up. Now I'm trying to think about it like that. Because again, <laughs> we have to remember that Nimrod's future was somewhat based off a, off a, a future that no longer exists. Right. Because Cable, when they came back, they got rid of that, that particular timeline. That is gone. That one where Rachel, and that's a whole other thing. Nick, I know we just talk about all these different characters now, but that's where <laughs> Rachel was around. But that particular timeline when the X-Men basically lost, it was the right. original, um, it was the original um, Days of Future Past. That timeline is out. That has been right. wiped out. So that Nimrod is kind of wiped out. But I don't know because Nimrod also had a place in Cable's future. So goodness, I still say Nimrod. Because I think Nimrod has been in different pieces enough to know how to deal with the Neutron Emerald if he had to. Okay. All right. The next one is the Hulk versus Gladiator. And listeners, if you don't know who Gladiator is, he's the Praetorian Guard of the Imperial Guard of the Shi'ar. If you watch X-Men animated, you see how he handled them twice. Um, I, I guess he was the Marvel's version of Superman mm -hmm. back in the day. Uh, so what do you guys think? Um, it's 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 a tough one because I think the thing the problem is is that like Hulk is stronger the angrier he gets. Gladiator's powers are are, are self esteem based, so if his confidence is high and he feels like mm. he's winning, he'll get stronger and stronger. So it's more so the thing of Gladiator having to tire out Hulk or Hulk to knock down Gladiator's self esteem. So it becomes a thing of who can tire out the other person in essence. I don't, I think maybe Gladiator. Only because like, I think if like Gladiator pulled Hulk into space, it'd be done. I, I will say Gladiator because Gladiator is skill. You know, skill. Right. Versus Hulk is just, He's just rage, and right. that, you can be rage, but that that can get you killed. So I will say it will have to be it will have to be Gladiator because Gladiator is he is the leader of the Imperial Guard, and if right. he ain't guard, no they they ain't no joke. Right. So if for him to be that and to be entrusted by uh, Lalandra like that. But he's the leader of him. So by essence, he has to have some kind of not just uh 
he has been taking them all down himself. Exactly. Because if, because you know, if they try to betray Lalandra, he's gonna be like, "Well, I you have to answer to me." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine seeing the Imperial Guard on the big screen? That I don't know if we'll ever get it, but it's always fun to think about. I feel like we can get it because we know we you think about what we've already seen so far. We could get them, we could get those hoes out there because and they don't have to be all of them because it's a whole bunch of them. But it yeah, can it's be a gang of them. like the psychic, gladiator, the beast one, um that robot, <laughs> you know, like they could have those um earthquake, because I, I still want to have. You know that that moment where Storm gets to say her favorite thing about what she can do. Controlling the dirt is nothing to one who commands yeah. wind and rain. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, it can be done. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Well, you know our favorite quote. We'll see. <laughs> so the next one: a human torch versus Iceman. Iceman, Iceman, Iceman. Not, not even going to even argue that. Iceman. <laughs> yeah, because Iceman can literally, because he has evolved to a point where he can mess with the molecule, like the water molecules and things. And so, right, he can literally get you before you can get started. Because I, you know, way back he had to wear a belt to mm-hmm. contain his power because it was just too much. And I think when him and Emma, this is kind of based, when him and Emma had a confrontation, she unlocked, no, she got into his body at one point because she was uh, in between. No, no um, it was a moment where um, they were fighting Trevor Fitzroy and um, he took down um, the Hellions, that was her version of the mutants, and took her down too. And Jean, had the, you know, they were fighting these the Sentinels and Gene made a, a choice to get into Emma's body and they did a body switch. But I think in between that time, she had doing a body switch with Iceman and then she helped unlock Iceman's full potential because he had issues basically, you know, what he was going through and she helped him get there. So I would say during that time, he learned a lot about his powers and abilities. So I would have to say Iceman. Mm-hmm. Now they don't realize that like, Outside of um, Iceman being an Omega level mutant, he's also a cryokinetic and a thermokinetic. So, him being able to control the temperature density around him or the temperature in the air, he could easily like freeze uh, Human Torch out. Like, I, I know Human Torch powers um, are very, can be very like dangerous if he really just lets himself go, but. It's like the sun sitting, sun sitting in the solar system. Like you can't, mm-hmm. you can't handle that much cold. Like you right. probably keep him contained, but I don't think that like Johnny Storm ain't hitting on nothing. Right. Not not on, not as, as we when in Krakoa Radio we call him Sissy Bobby. Um, <laughs> character now we have Sissy Bobby and Brown Bobby. Brown Bobby is Sunspot. Um, well, Sissy Bobby, I don't think Sissy Bobby can um really. I think Sissy Bobby could definitely beat like Johnny Storm's ass. I don't think that's not nothing he should even be worried about. I I think they were better off leaving um, Franklin Richards as a mutant because then Johnny Storm might have some help. But 
Sis can go ahead and forget about that. She's good. <laughs> She's good. All right. Uh, next one, Spiral versus Magic. Magic. I think Magic, too. Because, like, Magic is basically, magic's basically a sorcerer supreme. Yeah. Right. I, I don't see. I don't see him. I don't see her really. I think Spiral can keep up for a little bit, but I think that after like Magic is like, okay, girl, I'm tired. We we played and played enough, and I'm a real right, wrap this up. <laughs> right. You know, you give me a little challenge with your little six arms, knees. Stay cute, but let me show you. Let, let me show you how a bitch slide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because y'all, <laughs> I don't think you know what's going on right now. Yeah, and I will say that Magic will. I mean, uh, Spiral will give her rough for them because Spiral has multi-dimensional magic. Uh, and there's been times when Spiral has done some stuff where I'm just like, good. One of the things I will always be impressed with Spiral is when, you know, Rogue loves to fight. Rogue loves to fight. Will always get in the fight. You can't say nothing to Rogue. You say a fight, she's there. But when she tried to fight Spiral, Spiral personality took over Rogue's. And so I was like, ah, you know, like she just basically said, like, try me. And you did, and you lost. So, oh. Spiral is no joke as a character, and I've always enjoyed Spiral. Um, but when it comes to um, Ilanya, it'll be fun tussle. It'll be like a fun little. It'll be like how Wolverine and and Mystique was fighting, like how Mystique was super grinning, like okay, this was cute. Just cute. right. I got something for you. So I think it'll be more like that. But I will, you know. Uh, Cause yeah, she could just literally drop her off in limbo and be like, okay, now figure out what you're going to do down here. But I would love to see it though. I would love to see a fight between those two. Mm-hmm. All right, we got three more, y'all. Next one, Dazzler versus Jubilee. Dazzler. I'll say Dazzler too. Dazzler because Jubilee, we will be talking too much, and Dazzler can transfer. Not sound. talking too much, because <laughs> <laughs> Jubilee will be talking, and then Dazzler will be like, "Everything you say, and I'm using right. I'm taking these words, turn it into like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Jubilee even if a firework will create sound. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, it definitely would be Dazzler. Okay, quickly. Will be Dazzler. And top, <laughs> top of her next show. Right. Right. All right. Next one is Storm versus Namor. Storm. <laughs> Namor like- is cute and all, but she would be like. Okay, I honestly I couldn't find anybody to go against Storm. Like she's She's fucking winning anyway. Like, she's overpowered. That's that, that, that's a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah, Miss Mama's OP. Yeah, yeah. But, but a good match is Magneto because she had she learned a lot about fighting him because she at one point was kind of arrogant about like, oh, I'll just take him down with lightning. He can turn it against her too. I can freeze him. He can use that against that. You know, too. So you know, it was always a way. He could get back at her. I think it was like a few times she was able to get him. Um, like she can like like really freeze him and cut him really tight. But Namor, Namor is no, she'll be able to, she can snatch the air out of Namor. 
She's that well, good. She, she can do the same thing to Magneto, can't she? To or a am degree, I To a degree. And now I have to go back and look at some of the things. But when they have fought before, he's been able to, like, literally turn back some things against her that she wasn't mm-hmm. able to. Now, the one, the last one, and this is like, I guess, the grand finale, but I probably know who y'all want to pick. Apocalypse versus Dark Phoenix. Uh, Dark Phoenix. Uh, I, I, yeah, Apocalypse would probably like, give her like a little run for her money, but like Apocalypse could be Nimrod, so I know he could be Dark Phoenix. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, she would she would literally she would steal his the energy it takes for him to even come because he has to go through this resting period like, yeah he has right. the, the Lazarus chamber to... yeah he has to go through all that she could be like I am the Lazarus pit like she could mm-hmm. be like I am this so I'll just take it all put it into me because like you think about when she destroyed the Dabari basically she was taking all that energy She'll treat him the same way and laugh at him. Right. <laughs> so it'll be like, because in a, yeah, because it was a, it, back when, um, back when, you know, he was trying to possess Cable. Cable, as a child, gave him a little bit of run for his money, just a little bit. Right. So I'm just like, if that could happen, then Dark Phoenix will be like, okay, girl, well, this was fun, but I'm about to destroy the, the universe, so let's get this over with. So. Doesn't she I have a, an, a, maybe I read this somewhere, that she has an ability where she can go literally back in time to make somebody never even, like, cease to exist? Or am I... She can travel through yeah. dimensions. She could also, as Phoenix, she was able to change someone's uh, 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 molecular structure. So there was a, there's a comic, I think it's called Amazing Adventure or something like that, where her sister was kidnapped by some by Atuma, or somebody from Atlantis. She was able to literally, he changed her body into um, Atlantean, so therefore she had like gills, and Phoenix Jean was able to change her back to human. So she can like break you down from the molecular levels. Jean, with the Phoenix power, was able to hold everybody's mind in her mind for like a little bit. So she was able to literally take everybody's mind and put it into hers. So she could she could do that. I'm sure she can. I th- she was able, actually, there is a what if story where she was able to revert Rachel back to a baby. Oh. I have to go back and read it. That's been, damn, that was high school for me. But I have to go back and look at, there was a moment where she was a, Rachel was attacking her and she was able to revert Rachel back to a child to where she was like, you never have to go through what the pain you've been through. So I'm changing this for you. So I, I I can't remember what that was, but I have to go back and look at that. But I will say this, the Phoenix Force and Rachel, we, we got to see the true potential of what that can be. So mm-hmm. if, if anybody's ever curious about what the Phoenix Force should actually do, go back and read it, read a, um, Excalibur when Rachel had it, because it was, that was some good It was time. good, yeah, some good times. 
I will uh I'll end on this question. Do you all think like the the Phoenix Jean Grey like storylines over the years? Do you think that is done to death and needs to be like no more? Or what are y'all feelings on that? They've just never gotten it right. I think that's the larger problem. I think with every like cartoon or um or movie uh, cinematic universes like try to do a Phoenix story and no one ever does it right. Like outside of like the X-Men animated series are the only people I've ever seen it done right. But they, they, they definitely just like copied the story from the comic and did, it took it with some liberties, which is fine. But I know that when the MCU gets around to it, I know they're not doing a Phoenix movie. I, I have an idea what they're going, well, I have an idea what they should do, but you know, I'll save my thoughts. I think they will, in the comics, they kind of removed Phoenix from Gene forever. Mm -hmm. um, Cause that was a great, that was a great, I think it was the Phoenix resurrection, whatever it was, it was a very good story. The last, the last comic was a very good goodbye. Gene was like, I need to know how to live without you or to live without the comfort of knowing that you will come back. So I think the episode, the, not episode, but the comic kind of talked about Gene always knew she would, come back because the phoenix will always bring her back she wanted like i want to be able to live knowing that i may not come back ever again and so that was a good moment uh in the movie wise i don't think they will revisit that because it was just it's been done twice i don't right. know i think there's so many more stories yeah that was a very pinnacle time for for the x-men but I also think there's been other situations too. There's, you know, there's the Days of Future Past. There's the Neo. There, there's the, um, the, the those things. I like get those aliens. The, the phalanx. No, 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 no. no. They're um, like they, they're like aliens. They're like broad. Yeah, the yeah the brood, the brood, brood, brood. Oh, those the roach bug looking. Yeah. Bring them in, or you, or even bring in. Um, issues you know of xavier with his own xavier files that he's had the, the secrets he was keeping from them uh there's a, there's a lot they can really get into again there's different characters mr sinister for god's sake he can if you're gonna do a gene story you can do the fact that he did make madeline Pryor. you can do right. the, the first inferno story if you want to play around with that so there's a lot they can really do they could do at uh nick you mentioned this they can do um executioner song they can do mm -hmm. genosha uh, there's just a lot they can really do besides dark phoenix they really can i'll if we ever get a mr sinister because it like one of the movies um referred to or, or assumed that we were going to get a mr sinister but if we get like a full-fledged mr sinister on the screen i need him to be like queer as hell like like a him from Powerpuff Girls, except um. <laughs> more evil. But I don't know how he could be more evil than him from Powerpuff Girls. But yeah, I will say this, Nick: if you get a chance, read, get a hold of the uh, of the 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 first Inferno because he gives you the some of the lines he says in there. He was like, why are you like, so I, th I think it was Matt. I was like, why are you doing this? He was like, child, that's why you were made. Like it was something he was saying like, child, that's why you were made. 
you know, you you right. were made to do everything I told you to do. Like it, the things, he, the lines he delivers, and some of that, the way he talks to Lorna, the way he talks to Madeline, um, talk trash to um, about Xavier. You should read that because he he gives you some lines. You would think he was Alexis at some point. Yeah, I'm glad they. Brought, oh, sorry. go ahead, go ahead. I'm kind of glad they made Sinister officially queer coded um, and still not saying what his gender or, or preference um, is. Um, but I think that like the queer coding is a, it, like to bring it back to horror, is it like queer coding have to do with people being evil also or something in horror, like it's a thing? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's very interesting because it's the fact that Sinister has been a woman. Um, right. And Sinister has enjoyed that. Like it was, I think it was some banter about why Sinister is Miss Sinister at one point. So I was like, check that out too. But yeah, when you think of horror, a lot of that has to do with, you know, the whole like, oh, I'm evil. And even the name Mr. Sinister is very queer to me. Right. Cause it's like, that is, and so it's just how we were described as sinister, insidious, you know, sick. Um, we would describe that way for many years back in the day. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I will I say, that. I will say, if they ever get to casting Emma Frost in these movies, it would be cool to see Dominic Jackson play an Emma Frost or have her play like a Celine to give you that cuntiness but yet be evil in a way that I don't think we've seen. Because I wanted her to be Cruella, honestly, instead of whoever they had. That uh, Who was Cruella? Was it? Oh, Emma, Emma, um, Emma, um, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. I didn't see her as Cruella, but, you know, they didn't ask me. But I, I would love to see Dominic Jackson and a lot of trans actresses as mutants when they usher in the X-Men. I think that'd be really great to see too. Yeah. yeah. Dominic would be a good Celine. I'm a big fan of Celine. Y'all, most people know how I feel about Emma. I'm still a little bit raw about Emma, but I always, no, Emma's been really killing it lately, because especially in the in the recent Inferno. <laughs> but um, Dominic will be a good Celine. Because mm-hmm. Celine is very read, yeah. I would say people, if you never really read Celine in, in the comics, read, go look at some comics and maybe I'll post some, you know, in the magazine on Twitter about like do you hear a specific specific um, Celine comics you should read because she is no joke, but I can really see Dominique slaying that role. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all for today. Uh, Henry, thank you so, so much for being on our show today. Um, if you would tell everybody where they can find you, tell everybody where they can listen to your podcast. Um, my name is Henry. You can find me on Instagram, on Twitter as JustXHenry, J-U-S-T, the letter X-H-E-N-R-Y. It is all one word. 
Um, you can also find my work on thebody.com and on soul.lgbt. And my podcast is KRK Radio. We are streaming on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Uh, we are moving to Spotify eventually at some point, I think in the next few months. And we are also working on the Patreon as well. Also, shout out to my co-host on Kukul Radio, uh, Dr. Showtime, Black Word, and the Wind God, Vontae. You guys are loved. And that's me. Yes. And you can find our podcast at Making Stream One on Twitter. I'm at Porter What What Porter Say. Victor's at Wonderman Five. You can like, rate, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify. Where else? Stitcher, Google Play. Yep. Is Stitcher still a thing anymore? I don't know. I think I thought. I... Anyway, it's the podcast is out there. Facebook, <laughs> Instagram. You want to send us a message, a question, a comment? We're at uh, makeachine six at gmail.com. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else before we get up out of here? No, that's it. All right, everybody, stay warm. Uh, mind your business. Drink your water. Do your vitamins. And a, a size of your dick matters to someone. Just not maybe me. <laughs> and with that said. Y'all have a good day.